Welcome to the Law of Startups podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for uh, joining the show today. Today, we're very, very fortunate to have with us uh, Looney Libis. Looney's the uh, founder of uh, multiple companies and enterprises and fun things and a well uh, author. You can look, look up his books on Amazon.com. Uh, Looney, thanks for being with us. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. For sure. So, Looney, so tell us, you've got this um, new thing that you've done. Tell us about it. All right. So, uh, you I've been uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years, uh, all in Seattle. I have seen the ecosystem grow in this city by leaps and bounds in terms of startups. Uh, every once in a while, I see a hole. So this particular hole, uh, I've been seeing it for five years, but it didn't come together until uh, last September. All right, so I'm at uh, the biggest impact investing conference in the world. It's called SoCap. Uh, I've been uh, was at the time raising money for a seed fund. Uh, with a partner, uh, and what we kept coming in coming across while trying to raise money was that the the uh, the person or the foundation or the fund or, or whoever we're talking to, asking him for money, they would say, "Well, you know, what we really like is uh, companies in the Pacific Northwest that do things with trees, or we what we really like is women-run companies anywhere in the U.S. Or what we really like is companies in Africa." that work on poverty. What we really like is companies in Latin America run by women that have to do with trees. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> this and, is great. This is yeah. good. Um, and so basically every time we talk to a potential investor, they give us a list of things that were of interest to them. Okay. Uh, and we would say, oh, that's that's great. We do that. But then they, they would say, well, what else do you do? And we would explain the rest and, uh, and then they'd say no. Uh, All right. So it's so just, the pause, just the pause button here. This process of hearing no is such a hard process. And I know many, many people in our audience are like just founders of companies who have to go through this. And so really super appreciate your story. So, yeah. so, so in the tech world, right, I spent 20 years in tech. You kind of just, it, it gets split down the middle of B2B and B2C. Right. right. And then, yes, there are some other subcategories, right? Uh, in any given time, I remember when, uh, oh, God, the old days, when mobile was huge, right? When cloud was huge, when social was huge. Uh, now it's, it's drones and AI, right? Th- these topics show up, um, and so I wouldn't want to try and start a social media company or social media company right now, except I am. Um, uh, but in the world of impact, it just it gets uh, cut up into even smaller bits. And on top of that, uh, impact investors are not generally investing locally. There is a there's a meme about that. There are investors who only invest locally, but in general. They're not investing locally because there isn't enough deal flow in any one city or any one region to invest locally. All right, so that was that was been going on. I've been raising money uh, for ages in this space, uh, and um, this is just the norm. All right, so finally it hits me at this show after uh, you know my sixth back-to-back meeting uh, that we should do something about this. That somebody should fix this. Right. Right. Uh, and usually when I have that idea of somebody should fix it, the first person I turn to is me. Right, so I, I actually I go back home. I talk to my partner, who's who, uh, and I say we're going to pivot, and uh, we're going to pivot huge. We're going to drop the seed fund altogether, and instead we're going to solve this problem of investors can't find fellow co-investors. Right, so we launched a service in January called InvestorFlow.org. The name InvestorFlow came from a meeting a month month earlier. It was uh, coined here in Seattle by a uh, fellow impact investor. And her statement, her actual statement in the room was, look, we we don't have a deal flow problem. Uh, We see plenty of deals. Deals are a dime a dozen. What we have is an an investor flow problem. 
It's that we find a deal that we like, any one of us likes, because it fits our geography and our sector and everything else that, that we care about. And we like this deal enough that we want fellow investors to come along to make it happen. And we can't find them because the next person sitting over from me doesn't invest in that geography and the next person over doesn't do that sector and so forth. Right. So we're fixing it. Well, that's great. Actually, this is really, I think, profound not only for social impact investing, but potentially for all investing. Potentially, but it's it's uh, this this issue is biggest in impact investing, so we're aiming for that first, right? When you start something, you should focus. Sure. Um, we did look at uh, 36 crowdfunding sites, crowdfunding equity sites, okay. to see what works, right? Oh. So you know, we had a blank slate. We knew the problem. The problem was uh, we can't find people who have the same taste, right? right? We just boil it down to that one word. Um, and uh, and so how to solve that problem, right? Right. So so uh, the way I've the way I've done the past few startups is uh, the best way to do uh, business planning, which is go find someone else's idea and copy it, right? So <laughs> my my full time job uh, I do this as well as a full time job, but my full full time job is Fledge. Right. It's a copy of TechStars, right. right? With some changes to do social good, right? Right. Investor flow. I said, well, can we just copy AngelList? Right. It seems to be working. They do a hundred and something million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. And the answer was no. Um, so we looked at that and we said, that doesn't work because we don't have any brand name imp impact investors. Right. There's just no one to put at the top of the ticket to do a syndicate. Okay. So that's not going to work. Uh, we looked at our crowd, which is also working. Yeah. Where, where's our crowd headquartered again? Uh, they're in Israel. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Keep going. So they're a venture capital firm. Right. Uh, and then they put their deals up one at a time right. for anyone to co-invest with. Well, right. great idea. Great idea, except we just proved that we can't do the venture capital firm, right? That we can't get the pool of capital to go do that. Uh, so that idea didn't work. And then we looked at uh, dozens of others, and they don't. The rest of them don't work, um, right? With rare exceptions like Circle Up and WeFunder and, and a few others that are dabbling and doing a little bit. Sure. No one else has cracked a hundred million dollars. Well, so what's interesting to me is, uh, so you, the way it works is you go onto investorflow.org. Uh, you sign up. You probably certify you're an accredited investor. I don't. I don't know if you put people through that certification process or not. Uh, so we don't. We don't. Cert we self self identify. Self identify. Yeah. But is it, is it accredited investors only? Uh, right now there are three non accredited investors. Okay. Um, so it's not necessary to be an accredited investor. Right. So you actually don't have to be an individual either. So we're we okay. opened this up. It's open to anyone who wants. Right. right. You self identify as an impact investor. Okay. Right. It's really no use signing up at this point without that. Yeah. Um, you tell us uh, where in the world you invest. Tell us where you live. Okay. Uh, where in the world you invest, which are two so totally separate questions. Right. Uh, what sectors you're interested in. We use the UN sustainability goals right. for that, um, which isn't fine grain enough, but it's good enough because it's 17 choices. Okay. Uh, we ask you um, uh, what, what stage companies you like, okay. right? Standard kind of seed growth, whatnot. Uh, we ask you what ticket size you write. Because it varies tremendously, right? Uh, between ten thousand and a million dollars. So, is there a minimum there to get under the sun? What if I said five thousand? Um, would you, you kick me off? <laughs> we wouldn't kick you off. We wouldn't kick you off. But well, I'll, I'll tell you how it works in a second. But okay. you know, I think our first choice is ten thousand dollars. Okay. Um, and uh, I think our biggest choice is a million and higher, okay. right? Uh, and um, who you want to co-invest with? Okay. Right. Um, and, the, and, and that's and about it. Who you want to co-invest with? This is where you might identify people you know who. So you might be signing up as a foundation okay. and say, I really don't want to deal with those angels. I just want to co-invest with foundations. Gotcha. And you may sign up as a family office and say, I'm fine 
with individuals and family offices, but I really want to deal with those foundations. Gotcha. Okay, right? okay. So you get to pick. Okay. Right? Uh, and then the key difference between what we do and every other crowdfunding uh, equity site is we don't invite entrepreneurs or funds. So right. if you are an entrepreneur or fund, uh, you're not welcome. Okay. Right? Uh, and not just as membership. You're not welcome at all. Every deal that gets posted, and we call them flows because it's investor flow. Right. But every deal that gets posted gets posted by an investor. Okay. Right? So someone has to take the initiative to say, I like this deal. Right. Write up a, a few paragraphs in their own words. Okay. Send us all the material from the from the company or the fund. Right. Um, and be willing to take inquiries from other investors. Right. So they basically write up and they say, "Hey, I found this thing. It's in Malawi, um, and uh, here's why. I, here's why I think it's great. Uh, here's what I'm investing in it. Uh, who's with me? Gotcha. Right. Are Are you with me? Are you coming with me? Or sure. whatever that last sure. ask is. Uh, and then we then send that only to investors that match the geography and the sector and the stage and the ticket size. Right. So uh, we posted a deal and they're raising a million and a half dollars in Nigeria. Huh. And so we don't send that to people who said they'd write $10,000 checks right, right. because that's not going to add up to a million and a half. Right. So that's where 5,000 is fine. We would just note that and you would get deals sure. that that's relevant to. And we uh, posted a deal for Malawi, and they need $75,000. And so we don't post that to people who wanted a million-dollar check right? because right. um, that's irrelevant to them. Interesting. So tell us about how people in this sector sort of measure the the, the impact. Oh, don't, don't ask that. That's a, that's, <laughs> that. well, okay, okay. Wait, you go, go for a tough questions. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, you must see a fine – you must see a lot of people who've thought about this a lot – and it'll probably have probably pretty particular ideas about it. Yeah, so um, we've specifically not asked anything about that. We don't ask about what your sure, tools are for that. Sure, that's a more philosophical question. You wouldn't, but I'm curious about... Well, I wrote, a bo- I wrote a book on how to measure impact. So so I'm one of those people who thought about it too much. Uh, I thought about <laughs> it enough to write a 100-page book. Is the um, book on Amazon? Can I... It's on Amazon. It's called The Pinchot Impact oh, that's Index. Right. That's right. That's it is right. it is in fact my best selling book. Wow, that's great. And everyone I've ever met who said they bought a copy says it's sitting on their nightstand. <laughs> um, so it's it's my best selling book that's never been read. Well, I mean um, some books bubble along for a long time before they really you know, you can't give up on that. I mean, oh, I'm not. I'm not giving up. There's a. There's a whole. Uh, we'll, we'll go into the, the third time I come back. But um, uh, what that comes down to in in terms of impact investing, uh, the definition is unimportant to the community and the ecosystem. Right. It's only important to the investor. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And so they're choosing. So we're asking what again sectors and geographies are important to them. And we are expecting that if if we have a deal that fits those two factors, then it probably fits um, whatever they're right. defining impact as. Right. Because right. you know uh, we have we have debates on like does does jobs count? Is it good enough right. to create jobs? Right. And so if you're investing in the U.S., maybe yes, maybe no. Right. Depending on your de- definition. If you're investing in rural Africa, then jobs matter a lot. If you're investing in um, in Amazonian Peru, right. jobs matter a ton. Um, uh, so that's up to, it's up to the investor. What are some of the, um, what are some of the areas you mentioned that there's these different segments that people are interested in, in the terms of impact investing, like for people that aren't that involved in the impact investing space, like what are some of those high level spaces? Oh, sure. Um, so the UN sat down and tried to define, uh, define this and they came up with 17 goals and I, I don't have them memorized, but they're things like, uh, life on land, life in water, um, uh, poverty, hunger. 
um, uh, women's rights. Things like that. There's 17 of them. Do you find that a lot of impact investors, they have a specific, I mean, it's obviously that that's sort of the premise of what you're working on, but I mean, do, do impact investors, do some of them come in and say, I'm just interested in, you know, I want my money to help this particular thing. Yeah. I'd say um, 95% yeah. of the time they have uh, two or three of these goals in mind. Uh, and, and common ones are, uh, I want a sustainable food system, mm -hmm. right? And that could be a sustainable food system, for Cascadia, and that could be a sustainable food system for the world. That could be a sustainable food system for a region of the world. Uh, a lot of times uh, I'll meet investors and they'll say, I, I really want to uh, fix this problem with uh, inequality of women. And so I only want to invest in companies started by women, run by women, or whose product helps women. And these aren't, these aren't gifts. This no, a, this is investment. So it's not a gift giving platform. This right? is not philanthropy. But 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 it could, feels it has the same feel in terms of missions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean I mean you might invest in something that I mean maybe the ownership percentage you get or your investment return is so nominal that I mean realistically it's you're not thinking of a return. Oh, uh, there's at all. there's a again, there's a big giant spread between uh philanthropists that do impact investing who just want the impact to happen and have their capital returned or yeah. some of their capital returned. Right. And um, we don't have the terminology for this, but right. but um, uh, market rate impact investors, right. which is the crowd I tend to hang out with, okay. that do uh, think that impact has no bearing on market rate, on the return of the investment. So huh. startups should still return 15, 20% in the portfolio, right? right? Um, and growth should still return, you know, 10 to 15%. So forth. So, Interesting. Yeah. Just so they're just looking for businesses that hit those returns, but also have an impact. Yeah. So one way to look at this is I want to filter on the impacts that I care about. So right. it has to meet one and meet one of my criteria. And personally, I don't have one of these. I, I, I'm a, I'm one of the five percent that just wants to do good in the world. Um, but you know, and um, some people will say I want to I want sustainable businesses. So they have to hit my measurement of sustainability right. personally. And then I'll go look at the financials and see if it's a good investment, right? And then the opposite end of the spectrum of that is I care about this mission tremendously. And as long as I get some money back, I'm happy. Okay. And so that you'll see that a lot in like affordable housing. It's hard to make money in affordable housing, right. but we need it. So right. people will put money into it. Right. So from an um, entrepreneurial standpoint, so I, obviously we'd love to see more entrepreneurs work in, 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 um, on businesses that have an impact. If if you are an entrepreneur and you're and you're evaluating various opportunities for your next business and and you're trying to decide between something that ha that you think has an impact and you'd you'd like to pursue versus something that is purely commercial, I mean, w tell me about the differences. Uh, does does having an impact based based business in some cases make it easier to raise money because there's people that want to invest in that, or does it just make it harder because it's hard to convince people that you're trying to do more than just make an impact? What's, tell me, tell me about like from a, from this perspective of somebody going into business, uh, what does that decision process look like? You know more about it than probably most. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a hard answer. Um, in the simplest version, I'd say that most of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they come across some problem in the world, they feel compelled to fix it. Uh, and uh, they make no judgment on how, how much money it'll make for them, right? Money is irrelevant. Uh, and so for a lot of those issues, money, raising money is really hard. So if you're trying to solve poverty in the for-profit business, um, your odds of raising money to do that uh, are lower than if you're building the next app for the, 
for the next device. Um, uh, cause there's more money in tech. Uh, but if you're seriously, if you have two ideas that you're trying to, uh, balance and, uh, you, and you have some impact piece to it, but it still fits the ethos of traditional investors. It's still a software based, uh, uh, growth model, right? Whether it's software or not, but it still has that, that potential and it does good in the world. And I'd say your, your odds of raising money become easier. Because then you'll get some heartstrings as you're pitching the angels, and they'll fall in love with the idea, and and they'll want to hand you the money, right? And they'll and they'll stop looking at the at the at the risk associated with it. Right. And so we we see that happen sometimes. But it, w- once you get away from things that look like traditional investments, uh, and you start to do things outside the U.S. in poor communities that are solving hunger or poverty or or unemployment of poor people, um, then it becomes really hard to raise money. There's just physically less money yeah, in that makes space sense. right now. Makes sense, yeah. Less proof, less less history, right? Yeah, I always look at it. The VC, the VC industry is like 60 years old. And really, it's like 30 years old of, of at any scale. Right. Um, or 35 years old. Uh, and the impact investing industry uh, is new, right? I've been at it for five years. It still feels new. Uh, there, there isn't a whole lot of... Uh, if you find a fund that's been doing this since the eighties, uh, you know, you find people who have tons of arrows in their back because they were the pioneers. Right. Do you, I mean, do you think that sort of the, the, the emergence of this is sort of a, what do you think it's a response to, or do you have any particular thoughts about that? Oh, um, I, I, I give a speech first demo day. My speech was on, uh, the 62 world's fair. Okay. It was the 50th anniversary of the 62 World's Fair, 2012. That's a fun day, yeah. Uh, and we got a, it was part of the next 50, so we're at, we're at the Seattle Center. Okay. Right? okay. So it started like, um, was the opening line was, 50 years ago, right here in Seattle, uh, we invented the future. Huh. Right? And so that, what, it, what we always forget uh, is the 62, or I wasn't alive yet, right? Uh, 62 World's Fair was looking forward 50 years in the future. Right. Right. It was the Century 21 Exposition. It was looking at 2012. And here we were in 2012. Right. And um, in 62, there were 3 billion people on the planet, a billion and living in poverty. Right. In 2012, there were 7 billion people living on the planet, a billion living in poverty. Huh. Okay. Right. Uh, and depending on where you put the poverty line, it, you put the true poverty line of $2 a day or so, 3 billion people still live in poverty. So more more people live in poverty today than lived in 62. Wow. So to me in this space, the reason why we're seeing an increase in this area is because 50 years of other solutions didn't work. Gotcha. Because, yes, we moved 3 billion people into middle class, right. or 2 billion people into middle class, but we left 3 billion people behind. And right. we just can't have that continue. Right? Right. The, the world can't handle the next 4 billion poor people. Which we're, we may get. Right. We need them to be middle class. Do you see? Speaking of speaking of changes in and uh, in inequality, are you seeing any movement in the impact investing space along political lines? Like with the, uh, I mean, it feels like there's a renewed interest in the world in in uh, you know civil rights, and it's starting to feel like uh, you know depending on what your position is on things that. You know, there's a big chunk of the of the population that isn't real happy with the direction things are going. Do, are there are there folks out there that view uh, impact investing from a political standpoint? Oh uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very vague and broad term, uh, and it's also a new term. So the the whole industry hasn't 
settled on terminology yet. Uh, when I started Fledge five years ago, there was no impact investing, right? That, that term wasn't around yet. Uh, it's new in five years. I don't know where it came from. Um, uh, I don't know where the I, – I did some research to find out, like, where the word social enterprise came from. came out of the nonprofit world, you know, 30 years ago. Um, before that, they were talking about sustainability, uh, but not the way we use the word today. They were using it in the term of, you know, uh, justice and uh, and consciousness and uh, companies that do good. Right. Um, right. So Ben and Jerry's was about sustainability, even though it was selling ice cream. Um, you know. Anyway, the the terms are the terms are a little wonky and a little bit um, uh, overstressed these days. Well, it's it's, it's fascinating because um, I mean. Logically, everyone would love to do good and make money at the same time. Yeah. Uh, why would you just choose one when you could choose two? Right. I mean, you know, it's it, 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 it's it's <laughs> obvious once you sit down and do it. We're just working through the first few decades of proving it possible. Right. And it, I, I mean, it, I I'm super excited for what you built and, and to watch it go. And you only launched this thing what six or eight weeks ago or some crazy thing? How long? Yeah, ago? something like this. It was January second, and here we're sitting on March fifteenth. So that's like six weeks, uh, about sixty-five days, seventy days. Um, we were super surprised uh, that the first ten people showed up in the first ten days um, with no effort on our part. Right. So we were planning on a marketing push, and you know you want to work out the bugs on how you know new website and all that. Sure. A uh, new system. Uh, and so we didn't start the marketing push on day one. And we held off because every day somebody signed up. Some And most of these people we didn't know. Um, there was one article published and, and that drove uh, traffic. And then we started reaching out to people we knew. Uh, and so we're sitting here today with like 88 profiles signed up. Um, and I use the word profiles on purpose. It's not investors. It's profiles. Uh, about a third of them are, are individual uh individual um, angels right. uh, about just over a third are funds. Um, and then the rest of them are a mix of foundations and family offices and wealth advisors uh, and, and whatever other random, random uh, things there are in this space. It's a complicated space. Right. Um, and we have uh, three or four angel groups on here uh, as groups. So the last blog post we put out was we lost count. So we don't know how many people we have. We don't know how, what, we don't know what the reach is. It's somewhere in the hundreds, right, with 87 profiles because we know Tonic has about 200 members. And we know Gratitude Railroad has like uh, 50 to 100 people involved in it. It's not a member org, but they can reach 100 investors. Uh, and we know the funds have LPs and have uh, more reach than that and so forth. So we suddenly have a social network, even though you're not supposed to start a social network right. anymore. Right. Uh, we have one. Uh, and we started putting out deals on it. Uh, and um, I, you know, hopefully in the next month we'll we'll be able to say that it works. Yeah, one reason I really love this idea is because I mean, if you'd asked me six or eight weeks ago, you'd said, "Hey, I really, Joe, I really want to invest in this." I probably would have said something like, "Well, go talk to Looney, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe I would have thought to give your name." But yeah, I and I, and I would have had coffee with that person, sure. and I would have found out that they like. You know, uh, investing in women in in Paraguay and in right. Bolivia. Right. And I always said, that's nice, right? I, I don't know any other right. investors like you. I don't know any deal flow for you. Right. You know, I, or if they picked something that I didn't know, if they said uh, Nairobi, I would have said, great. Do you know, you know, uh, Global Partnerships Nairobi Fund? And do you know right. Mercy Corps um, Fund out there? Right. And I could have done intros 
for that because I happen to know that in my head, right? Right from the three, four hundred investors I know in my head. Um, but now the answer is go sign up. Right. We will, um, you know, when something relevant comes along, we'll send it to you. And what we haven't launched yet, but we're working on is intros. So, hey, uh, here's someone who has the same taste as you. They live in Dubai, right. or they live in Hong Kong, or they live in um, Manchester, or they live in, uh, in Portland, um, or across town, and you just haven't met them. Uh, we're going to start introducing people to each other so they can talk. Yeah, what I really like about it is the, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a, you're, you're able to send a very refined signal and, and so ping, ping, ping the world and like-minded souls might hear the signal and. Yeah. And, and specifically trying to get it down to signal with no noise, right? right. Our, our goal, which I'm sure we can't get to precisely because nothing's precise here, but is a signal without noise. Well, right. And I think it's interesting. You obviously hit. I mean, one, I'd, if, I'd love to talk to you on a different occasion when you have more time about what you, like your report or your, I don't know if you took notes or how you broke down the, the all the equity crowdfunding platforms you looked at, but you, mu- you must have discovered a lot of, in that process that made you just say, huh. I mean, there must have been lots of insights because that, I mean. Oh, so the biggest insight, yeah, I, I do. It's in the spreadsheet, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> the the <laughs> biggest insight was that, um they're all solving the, except for the angel list in uh, Outgrad, they're solving the problem backwards. Okay. They're solving the problem for the entrepreneurs, for the startups, right? right? Who's a simple problem. I have a great idea, right? I have the best idea in the world. Every startup I know says that. Right. Uh, and all I need to do is find the right investors and they'll write the checks. What they overlooked, and so what they do, right, is they set up a site where you post deals. What they overlooked was the fact that no investor uh, sits around going, oh man, I'm looking for the best deal today. I have free time. And so what I want to go do is, is search angel list for the best deal, right? That's not what investors do, right? Maybe you know, the VCs, they have a job to do. They want to go and search everything, right? The associates go, go through every possible profile they can, but the angels and the foundations and the family offices don't have that mandate. They never sit around going, I'm bored. I should go find something to invest in. Right. So the flaw with equity crowdfunding is that no one ever comes to the website to go look through the list. So it doesn't matter how many how many postings there are, and most of them don't have enough postings, but it doesn't matter what's there. No one's going to go look at that. Right. And the mailings they send out are not specific to my interests. And so I, I you know, once you sign up to these deals, once once you sign up to these uh, sites, you get a lot of email. So I was getting for a few weeks thirty six email a week. And it's like, here's the hot deal. Well, you know what? I don't like that deal. And so it's just noise. Right. All I'm getting is noise. Right. right? Gust is, is terrible at this, right? They just get a post with one sentence, right? Come come click on this because here's one sentence that's supposed to entice me to come and, and see the deal on Investor Circle or, or Tonic's deal flow. Sure. Right? Well, they must. So these sites must be deploying. Mike knows more about this than I do. But, I mean, there's all sorts of technology you can use to figure out, hey, who actually, like, responded. Like, they must know their hit rates are really low on these emails. I'm sure they do, and I'm sure that their solution is we need more investors on the site. Right, and right. so I wonder what they're, I wonder what sort of the... So we, so this, this, this is why we came up with this structure, and, yeah. and, you know, being both an entrepreneur and an investor, it helps to understand both both sets of shoes. Yeah. So sitting in the investor's shoes... I don't want noise. I don't, I don't want... I don't, uh, sitting, uh, it's interesting. Sitting with my fledge hat on, I want every deal. 
I want to see everything because I'm going to pick the ones that, uh, you know, and I do that a few times a year. I want to find the best ones. Outside those few times of year as an angel investor, I just want, I just want email from friends who already have vetted the deal and done the due diligence, right. uh, who I trust, right? Who, who know my taste and don't send me anything that's outside my areas of interest. Right. And, uh, and I can just say yes to. Right. And so we're trying to replicate that, which is, yeah, I, I can't do the friend part yet. But if you stay on the site long enough, we do enough deals, hopefully you start investing with the same people because they have the, the same taste as you. And hopefully you start um, trusting them and learning what they're good at so that you can split up the due diligence like an angel group. Yeah. And that's actually a big problem for, I mean, for the professional investment funds. Uh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I know they just get bombarded with all sorts of stuff that are off. They're off what they're looking for, but they just have to wait through it because... Yeah, they're taking, they're taking around, they're as the MD at Fledge, yeah, I'll look at six, eight, ten thousand deals a year. Yeah, and right. sometimes, uh, I mean, I think sometimes um, your aggressive private investor seeking just a good return will sometimes, or maybe, I mean, this is the exception, the sort of even that they'll stray from their stated public sort of thinking on things and that's something you just find really exciting yeah and that's that's our um that'll be the challenge in terms of uh too much signal and not enough noise every once in a while we we need to throw something in there that that may be wrong yeah because uh maybe wrong of what you said you wanted because it may actually fit what you need so somehow we'll uh we'll figure out how to do that too right still work in progress Great, great stuff. So, how can people find out more? I guess what's the website address they should go if you if you're out there and you're thinking about impact investing and you want to register your interests. Uh, what what's what should they do? Yeah. So the name of the project is a nonprofit, by the way. So the name of the project is InvestorFlow.org, uh, and uh, not surprisingly, the URL is InvestorFlow.org. Huh. Nice. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to sign up, Looney, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm I'm excited because I have. I mean, if you think about it, really like. Oh, there's got to be a gazillion people like me who are really interested in really particular things, and God knows how you find them or even get connected to yeah. other people who are interested in those things. And I'll, I'll be fascinated to see what, what areas of interest you check off. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm going to check it out. So I super appreciate you coming on the show to tell us and uh, tell us about it, and I hope this helps promote what you're doing. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, everyone else, for listening. We'll see you all next week.